Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We're your hosts, Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. It's been a while. I almost forgot how to do the intro. Right. So if you tuned in in our last episode, we said we were going to start doing monthly podcast episodes. So hopefully we have more to talk about each month. And I really feel that's the case. First off, it hasn't even been a full month, but we just wanted to get onto our regular schedule of uploading the first Wednesday of each month. So it's been only really a half a month since our last episode came out. And it still feels like so much has happened since then. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's crazy how much happens when you're not like doing a weekly roundup, Mm -hmm. you know, on your life. Yes. So, I mean, where do you want to start? I think, I think first we should start by just talking about how, so how many episodes, if we, if we were still doing weekly, how many episodes would we have done? This would have have been the third, Mm -hmm. right? We would have done two in between the last one and now. Right. So... First of all, just like time-wise, mm-hmm. preparing, uploading, editing, doing the podcast, brainstorming, it's freed up so much time and like mental, emotional faculties. Sure. Right? Is that, I don't know if that's the right place to use that. Sure. Sure. Um, we've, we've just been doing, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's right? true. We've done a lot of music. We finally started working on an original song. I mean, we had a couple of other projects open that were original songs, but one of them is almost done basically now. And yeah, I feel like we're finally kind of in the swing of working together musically. Mm-hmm. We're like defining our sound. We're just throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks, being less afraid of, I guess, less afraid of wasting time because we know that whatever we do is going to we're going to learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've just been out there like doing things. Yeah. So rather than thinking about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started with us doing a lot of rehearsal mm-hmm. and picking cover songs that we wanted to rehearse in order to record them, right. put on YouTube, in order to play them at acoustic shows when that time comes around, whenever that may be. And then we kind of realized like we should be doing that. But we also wanted to feel more like we were making stuff. Right. And then we kind of went in on this first original song, which is one of my songs that I wrote and recorded in like 2016. But Sarah kind of asked me, oh, do you have any songs that you want to repurpose and re-record as Cute Threat? So there are like four, Mm -hmm. five maybe. Yeah. And this is, we picked one and started, we changed the key a little so sarah a woman could sing it (laughs) and it's just been really cool Mm -hmm. we we messed with it so much before agreeing on what the vibe should really feel like right and it was scary and it was difficult but we did it Mm -hmm. and now it's almost done yeah so i mean we'll talk more about music i'm sure I wanted to just give like a little more broad update about other important things that I guess have happened for us over the past few weeks. One of them being fitness, I think. I mean, we had maybe had just started getting back into fitness by the time we uploaded our last episode, but I feel like it's a huge part of our lives again, and it's really, really nice. Well, the cool thing is that it's a big part of our lives again, but don't you feel like last year, like spring 2020, it kind of overtook our lives in a way and Maybe. we put right like we were trying to walk all the time we were we couldn't go to the gym but we were doing like the murphs at home the murph workout yeah. <laughs> and then we got into hiking and i feel like it's become a very balanced part of our lives this time and a very healthy part right. i agree i so kind of what happened is Right over the time when we were living in San Diego, we canceled our gym memberships because it was so friggin' busy everywhere we went, no matter what time of day. And, you know, with COVID stuff, we just didn't feel super comfortable. And also, we didn't want to wait an hour for a squat rack in a busy gym in San Diego. So we were just running and walking and stuff, uh, which was fine. I think it was nice to take a little break and not stress about that stuff for a while. But I don't know. I I say this. Uh, I know everyone, like a lot of people are skeptics, but like tourist season, man, something about tourist season, springtime, I always feel very like embodied. I feel like over the winter, I'm kind of hibernating 
like physically, but also like I'm very much in my brain. I'm like sorting out what has happened over the course of the year, like trying to decide what I like, what I don't like, what I want to take forward with me. And then as soon as it starts to warm up again, it's like, yeah, I'm a physical human and I want to go outside and I want to be active and I want to eat good food. And it just, it feels a little bit more easy, a little less heavy, a little less in my brain, you know? Yeah, I yeah. definitely feel that too. I think I feel that in a more quote unquote like standard way, normal way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just feel more motivated when spring comes around. Right. Like I think most people do. Yeah. I think you definitely have like a more exaggerated, <laughs> uh, more intense version of that. Right. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, but. I feel like most people kind of like recluse a little in the winter Mm -hmm. if you live in a cold place. Well, kind of, but but also it's the holidays, Yeah, you know, and people are spending time with friends and family. And we weren't in a cold place this winter. No, we weren't. For the first time in my life. And it was really weird. It was a very strange thing. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I get like this, I don't know, I get like this hope when (laughs) spring comes around like, oh, things are going to be good again because there's warmth. Yeah. And I mean... A lot happened 2020, right? But like when I look back on last spring when we were getting super into, like I was doing the couch to 5K, running a lot. Um, You were doing the MRFs. I was doing MRFs sometimes. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're listening and you don't know what a MRF is, give them a little, like a quick quick rundown. (laughs) It's a workout named after some military person. I don't want to get it wrong. So I'm just going to say he was in the military. Because previously I've said what branch of the military he was in and what his like rank was, and I got them both wrong, I think. Sure. So he was in the military, but it's this workout where you do, you're supposed to do it as for time, as fast as you can. The full thing is a mile run, a uh, hundred pull-ups, oh my god, two hundred <laughs> push-ups, three hundred body squats, so just squatting your body weight, mm-hmm. and then another mile run. Yes. And you're supposed to do it as fast as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So we were doing like a quarter of it, a half of it, right? We'd go run a quarter mile. Did you do a full one ever? I think I did. Okay. I mean, it took me (laughs) a long time. Right. You know, it took me like twice as long as like the professional CrossFit athletes do it. Mm -hmm. Twice as long. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So we were doing that. We were getting into hiking. And will you say like you think it overtook our lives? And I'm like, kind of, in that we did try to kind of make it our identity. And then we realized not really for us. And then we kind of swung in the exact opposite direction. And yes, now I feel like we're kind of in the middle. We're like balancing it. It's not the only part of our personality that's interesting that we talk about. Mm -hmm. But like that being said, we didn't have anywhere to go at the time. We couldn't go to the gym. We were in full lockdown and it was nice for us to be outside. And I feel like I did learn a lot from that period. And I remember it fondly, which is why lately when I've like, I don't know, listen, I've just been so depressed over the past several months and just trying to figure out what can I do to make it feel better. And I was like, listen, I don't have anything to go off of here. So I'm just going to remember the last time I was feeling happy which was like that period of time. And I'm just going to start copying things I was doing then. So I'm like, fitness, it's kind of has to be at the forefront of my life right now because it's one of the few things that I feel like I can control that makes me consistently feel good, right? Mm -hmm. It's like some, some things are just beyond your control. Like you can't always just talk yourself into feeling better, but it's rare that you go to the gym and regret it right yeah it's like a net positive yeah something about that that little not a speech but all the things you just said (laughs) my rant i felt like i was watching you on the podcast not Uh. like i was sitting here recording it with you i don't know i've never really gotten that feeling where Uh. i'm like very aware that we're recording and filming a podcast Mm -hmm. and that it just happened for the first time i was like huh i could i feel like i'm watching this on youtube (laughs) but i'm here right weird uh, yeah, so we, we've really been balancing this fitness thing in. We joined a gym here. We love it. We love it. Mm-hmm. It is very big. Yeah. People seem to mostly be respectful. 
the <laughs> the mask thing you know like because covid's still weird mm-hmm. it's like i don't even know what to think about it anymore it's like uh, i think we talked about it but we tried out one gym and like no one was wearing a mask it was like a weird vibe right and we were like oh this is strange we've never been in a place like this since covid started mm-hmm. where everyone like mutually agrees not to wear a mask right and we're like okay we're not joining this gym well, there were other reasons also why we wouldn't have joined that gym. Yeah. Namely, it was a ripoff, but, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we found one where people seem to be respectful in many ways, mm-hmm. and it's very clean and big, and it's very affordable for how nice it is. Right. And it actually makes you want to go. Yeah. Which is nice. So we found a little home there. We went for our first hike. Ah, yes. Yes. Which I'm going to take my dad on when he comes out this summer. Mm-hmm. I think he will like it. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Really nice. We, it, was a, it was a hike to a little waterfall. Yeah. It was kind of hot. We vlogged it, if you guys are curious we and you did. haven't seen it. It's on the Sarah's Vegan Kitchen channel. We did a little What I Eat in a Day vlog and we brought you along on the hike. So It was fun. The other thing we've been doing fitness-wise is, do you want to talk about the food thing? Sure. Because... I don't want to get too far into it because, you know. It's not it's like... It's a sensitive a, topic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been tracking our food. Macros. I've been tracking macros, yeah. And it's something that I've done before, and it was really stressful for me. It really stressed me out to do it. When's the last time you did that? Oh, years ago. Like before we met? Before we met, yeah. But I was basically, and it it was weird. I I think I must have been doing it Mm -hmm. too extreme or incorrect. I feel like that is the tendency because people are like, oh, I want to lose some weight. Like obviously the less I can eat the better, right? Which is not true really. I was just hungry all the time. Yeah. So now I've kind of figured out how many calories I expend on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And now I'm eating like a a little bit below that. And I'm not hungry. I feel good. I feel energized and I feel healthy. Right. And it's just been a very positive experience thus far for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I the last time I have tracked was back in like 2017 when I was working with a strength coach, like an actual powerlifting coach. And I got strong as fuck, like honestly. <laughs> and so I really, I, I haven't done it since then because I haven't really had specific like strength or physique goals. I've just, for the most part, I've been like, yeah, I want to be fairly active and eat fairly healthy. Um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting. It feels a lot more, I don't know. I am enjoying the structure right now, which I think is really important to be honest with yourself about, because yes, I think there's, it it is easy to take it too far and be obsessive about it. And I, yeah, I mean, certainly like five years ago, it would not have been mentally healthy for me to be tracking. Yeah. And the other thing I've noticed is... So the tracking has really been helpful to me because sometimes you, you just being a general you to the world, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't realize how much you're eating, whether it's a lot or a little. Yeah. So Sarah always tells me, she's like, I don't think you're eating enough. Like, That's what I've been saying that yeah. for years. And you're like, I literally don't think you're eating enough. So now that we're tracking things, you know, she, Sarah made this pasta dish a few nights ago. And she put this huge, absolutely huge bowl (laughs) of pasta, veggies, sauce, and like vegan meat crumbles. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't eat all this food. This is so much food. And you were like, it's actually only 650 calories, which is like for me at my size, Mm -hmm. like the perfect size dinner. Yeah. And I was like, really? It's so much food. Yeah. And I just kind of realized like, depend obviously depending on what you're eating Mm -hmm. sometimes you can eat so much more than you think when it's veggies and stuff yeah and i just i it's kind of just reshaped my 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 viewpoint Mm -hmm. and my my knowledge what i know about yeah nutrition Mm -hmm. it's really cool yeah it is interesting i definitely don't i'm not gonna do it like forever but i think it is really useful if you can do it in a healthy a mentally healthy way to track for like a couple weeks or a month just to make sure yes you're eating enough and that like kind of the macro distribution that you're consuming is correct depending on your i guess most people the average person doesn't really need to track those things but like for me for example i always find that i need to get a certain amount of protein to actually progress in my lifts Mm -hmm. past like the newbie phase, which 
I find myself back in now because mm-hmm. I basically haven't lift, lifted consistently for over a year. Yeah. And it's just weird, man, to be back in the gym and be lifting weights that like I started lifting back in 2016 when I first joined a gym. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. It's been it's been nice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels healthy. And you you get to this point where you start realizing you don't eat that much variety of food. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe maybe some people do, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I mostly eat rice, tofu. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I eat certain vegan prepared meats, like chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. patties, burgers, whatever. Yeah. And you get to a point where if you track for two weeks, you don't. You can just stop because you're like, well, now I know how much everything is, so mm-hmm. I know kind of. Oh, I can let me just eyeball this portion, and I know that's probably fine. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the biggest, like, the most eye-opening piece of this is like realizing exactly how much like sugar I consume Without if I'm not tracking. Because, like, I mean, I talked about this in my vlog too, but. I like I've always identified as someone who doesn't really have a sweet tooth. I'm like, oh, I love chips and savory stuff. But like I realize when I'm like tracking, I wake up, I'll have like an Oreo with my coffee and then I'll just eat an Oreo between every meal. Like every time I pass the Oreos, I'll just eat an Oreo and then I'll have ice cream and then I'll have a donut. And it just like it it just sneaks up on you. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you like when you make a plan to write everything down that you eat and you realize you are right, you're adding an Oreo in like every three hours a day. Yeah. yeah, You're like, oh, my God, I eat so many fucking Oreos. I didn't realize it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not like a matter of good food, bad food, because I know that that is also kind of a damaging mentality. But it's more like, do I need to eat like 10 Oreos a day? There's still obviously like I eat dessert every single day and it feels really nice to know that it's accounted for and I can still be reaching my goals and that I'm getting enough protein, you know, so I don't know. I like it. And if if you are listening to us talk about this and you're like, oh, that seems cool, you'll find your own way of wanting Mm -hmm. to approach it. Like I don't count. I don't track any vegetables, you know, like if if. I'm not like, oh, I ate a quarter of an onion and uh, 60% of a, z- of a zucchini that weighs this much. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, man, they're vegetables. They're, they're, they're good, good for, for you. you. I'm not writing it down. Yeah. If I go 100 calories over because of all the vegetables I ate, I I mean, I know maybe scientifically it doesn't make any sense, but I just don't care because I'm like, yeah, they're veggies. I mean, at some level, you just... it. it the specificity doesn't matter that much because there's no way of knowing exactly how much is in... Right, like the information that's in the nutrition, uh, like what is it? Apps. Yeah, it's just like an average, yeah. just an average. So you don't. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I feel like maybe like uh, average Amer, like standard American diet person might need to track like, am I eating enough vegetables? But we eat so many vegetables. We are constantly eating vegetables and yeah. thus pooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly. Just a constant state of poop. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's take this to another thing. Let's pivot because I think I think this conversation we're talking about how we feel good because of nutrition, we feel good because of exercising. So I want to kind of pivot to the clothing thing. Another thing that makes sure. us feel good. Right. Oh wait, can I just wrap this this like little topic up the fitness um nutrition thing? I think the reason it makes me feel better is because it's a form of structure. And I think everyone is a little bit different. Like everyone has a different set point. Some people naturally thrive off of structure and some people like me, I find it so difficult to actually hold myself accountable for things. And I'm very emotional. And if I'm sad, I just, I don't follow through with things that I tell myself I'm going to do. I don't keep promises to myself basically. And I feel like depending on which extreme you're at, sometimes it's just nice to kind of push yourself in the opposite direction Mm -hmm. So maybe someone like routinely has to track everything and it would be a little healthy for them to kind of loosen the reins a little. But for me, someone who just, I could just get sad and not accomplish anything in a day. It's really helpful for me to just 
make things more concrete, I think, to have set goals. So I think that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, knowing you very well. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about clothes because I feel like it fits in a little bit. Yeah. We've each mm-hmm. gotten some new clothes. <laughs> I don't even know how to like in- intro this. I don't even know how to segue. Uh, I bought some new socks. I bought four new pairs of socks. We, we both got new socks. Well, Sarah bought... Do you want to... No, I don't. You don't... No free foot content, people. You're wearing socks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Sarah is loyal to this brand in Gingy. Mm-hmm. They make like athletic toe socks, as in each toe gets its own <laughs> mini... It's like a glove for your foot. Yes. And I know you're probably thinking, aren't all socks like gloves for your feet? No. Rongo. They're like mittens for your feet. Exactly. And mine are gloves. They're gloves. Every toe gets a every toe gets a slot in the sack. All right. So Sarah needed more because, well, let's just say you bought a few pairs of the nice ones and then you wanted many, many pairs. So like this was last year. I bought an economy pack of inferior quality toe right. socks. And then they have, they're all falling apart. Yes. So you made a bigger purchase and bought more of the high quality ones. And then I felt jealous because I don't have enough socks that I like. So I bought a four pack of Bombas, which is the brand I am loyal to. And here's some, <laughs> here's some free foot content for you. They're so comfortable, <laughs> but there's just something about like having, having nice new socks, just a positivity box of sorts. Sure. Um, You're like, anyway, thanks to Bombas for sponsoring today's episode. I wish. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we don't have any sponsors. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) No. What was I saying? I also bought shirts. I realized I have a lot of shirts in my closet from when I was a senior in college. Mm -hmm. And I had gone from being kind of chubby to being more average sized. And I texted my sister, Allison, who I went to college with. And I said, can we go to the mall? And I want to buy some new shirts. So I bought a bunch of shirts that made me look like, I don't know, like a preppy young professional kind of. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just like there were still t-shirts, but they were, I don't know, brighter colored. And I don't know. I still have them and I don't wear them is my point. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't I wear them? And I was thinking because I like plain dark shirts. Mm-hmm. unless i'm wearing like a mets shirt or something let's go mets i i just i like to perform in dark clothes I, so i'm wearing one of the shirts right now it's literally a six dollar plain black shirt from target and it makes me so happy and i bought a bunch of them because i i feel good in mm-hmm. a plain dark shirt mm-hmm. i think it i think it started because we were talking about what we want our image to be like as musicians sure and i'm like you know, we went thrifting and I got all those like plaid, plaid button down shirts. For playing live shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to dress. I, I, Business casual on my day to day, in my day to day life. Or at all. You know, like I feel like I just, from from nobody at all, nobody specifically, but maybe just societally felt this pressure to dress. I don't know, people, men in their mid 20s dress like this. Like, oh, he looks like a nice young man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to look like, I don't want to dress to look like a nice young man. <laughs> I want to wear, you know, when I was younger, I would just wore black band t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like that, but without the band t-shirt part of it. So I just bought a <laughs> bunch of plain black shirts and that's what I'm wearing and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just simple and easy and it makes me feel good. Right. So that's, that's the thing you can, you can respond Oh, I don't know if I have anything to respond to. I mean, we're very much the opposite, yes? Like, Eric, I feel like um, if you guys... I'm sure we've mentioned him on the podcast before, too, but Matt Diavella, he makes content about... uh, I guess he started making content about minimalism, and that's how his channel kind of grew. But he also just, in general, makes videos about self-development and does interesting experiments. Self-development. Self-development, yes. Um... But I, he has a video about how he just wears the same shirt every single day, as in he went to like J Crew or something and bought multiple copies of the same. He just bought gray twelve of the shirt. same shirt. Yeah, 
And he's like, yep, uh, it helps me not have to stress about what I'm going to wear. It makes me consistently feel good. I used to have a lot more variety and I realized that I was just digging through my drawer trying to find this favorite shirt that I had that made me feel good. So I just got rid of everything else and now I wear this shirt, right? And I feel like because I am or have been, I guess, in the past, I'm kind of recovering from it, from this uh, self-development world. And a lot of them are minimalists. And I'm like, oh, I should be a minimalist. That would make me way happier. And I've, it's just not, it doesn't work for me because I like variety. I like having a bunch of different colors of gym wear, for example. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like we're just different in that way. And the more you can just kind of embrace what you actually want to look like, the better, I say. Yeah, and the weird thing that I'm coming across for myself is that it's just it's just shirts for me. Like, it's literally just t-shirts. Like, I've noticed that when I want to put on a t-shirt, I don't want to wear any of my t-shirts. So I bought dark gray and dark black plain t-shirts from Target. But I still have gym shorts that are... I have, like, four of them, and they're all different colors. I have socks that are... But how much of that is because I selected them? You. A lot of them were gifts from me. Right, but I still love them, Yes, is the thing. Mm -hmm. And I have socks. Like, I don't just wear plain black socks. I have... Now I have seven pairs of Bombas that are all different colors. Sure. I like that. I have shoes that are different colors. Sometimes, like, if I'm lounging around the house, I'll, I have Mets shirts and random shirts from the dispensary when they gave me a free shirt on 420. <laughs> but it's it's like when I'm on camera or when we're on stage or something it's like how do i want to just present as this person i'm like i just want to wear a plain shirt sure. so i'm like not at the minimalist level no i don't thing. Th i'm not i'm not saying that but there's and i degrees, wouldn't be offended right? if you if you were saying that well i happen to think you are a minimalist i, I can't believe you said that <laughs> honestly yeah but yeah so it's just a weird thing mm -hmm. i found but it makes me feel comfy right and good yes I don't have as much to say about it, but okay. I have recently re-downloaded my thrifting apps, the Poshmark, the Depop, because I don't know. I realize that I like being into this fit lifestyle. For me, a huge part of it is looking cute, right? I feel like a lot of, well, men and women feel this way, but I think women especially, like, it never hurts to have a cute outfit that you feel confident in, right? That fits your body wherever it is. And I like it. So I've been kind of trying to thrift higher quality pieces online, obviously, rather than spending a bunch of money retail, right? Yes. Yeah. I. <laughs> so we've both we've both been finding clothes that make us look good feel good feel yeah. good look good honestly i think if you feel good you'll look good mm -hmm. not necessarily the other way around you yes I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean both are good for both that's right? true both influence the other positively usually unless right. it's a weird obsession but i feel like also <sighs> part of me being sad too over the winter was that i was just always bundled up and i just constantly felt very frumpy and i just kind of dissociated from my own body and i don't know like there's a reason we're here as humans right we're not just brains and jars i think i've said this before it's like there's so many things there's good and bad things about being a human why not enjoy the freedom we have to express ourselves physically right mm -hmm. like the way people dress is such a big it's like that first impression you make on the world and other people people who never even talk to you that you pass on the street will see how you dress and make inferences about you and it's like another place where you have some control over the narrative that you are i don't know telling to the world i guess yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just the the whole thing is so complicated and complex because mm -hmm. you know i was just thinking like well people make inferences about me when they see me walk by like let's say i'm wearing this plain black shirt and i walk by and someone sees me they're probably not going to notice my shirt because it's plain black but they're going to notice my tattoos yeah and i'm like well i have tattoos i don't need to express myself by wearing a colorful shirt my arms are colorful 
Sure. And then I was like, well, our friend Travis wears like eccentric t-shirts and tie-dye shirts all the time. And he has more tattoos than me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so he chooses to present himself doubly in that way, which is also fine. Yes. And I just, I'm like, wow, it's so... Yeah, it's there's so layers. There's layers, and like an obviously, onion. like yes, like an onion. Conditioning goes into that too. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. At some level, it's you. You can't really get to the bottom of it and see what's genuinely you, who you'd be, how you'd express, if you had never been influenced by society. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's no way to. I mean, all these things wouldn't even exist if there yeah. was no prior thousands of years of society yeah i mean on the topic of tattoos too it's so funny how different people make different inferences based on their upbringing too because like a lot of times you'll be out right and people will be like oh cool tattoos i love your tattoos and maybe they have tattoos too but i i just remember being a kid and we like i'd be with my dad we'd pass someone in a parking lot and he'd be really tatted up and my dad would be like he would like make fun of me be like don't don't come home with the boy like that you know he'd be like oh but daddy i love him you know what i mean he would say that yeah wow he really just like you know it just sounds like it sounds like a jim carrey thing (laughs) yeah it's like your dad doing two characters i feel yes very yes yeah so you came home with the boy with tattoos yeah yeah you can tell though (laughs) i mean like now like now that we're adults you can look at someone's tattoos and be like oh, that was done by a nice artist or like that was done in prison. Like you can tell, usually you can tell by what the tattoo looks like. Sure. But I do know what you mean. And I feel like growing up, it was the same thing. It was like Mm -hmm. people with tattoos equal bad person. Yeah. And now it's like people with tattoos equals somebody over the age of 20. Yeah. Like everyone has a tattoo now. Mm -hmm. Like at least one tattoo. Yeah. I mean, how many of our friends don't have a tattoo? Robbie. Actually, I guess I'm friends with some fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. nerds, so <laughs> they don't have tattoos. <laughs> no, I think most people don't have tattoos, but a lot of yeah, people do. More, yeah. more people, more and more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to get more. I want to get more. And I will. <laughs> I want to get a matching tattoo with Sarah. Sure. What did I just say I wanted to get with you? I don't know. Let's get like a pizza or something. Okay. That would be cute. Sure. Right? I would absolutely no, never get I mean a pizza a real, tattooed on my body. <laughs> I mean a real, let's go get a, pe- a real pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So where do you want to, where do you want to go next? Do you want to talk about our, our summer trip? Sure. I'm very, very excited. Okay. To segue into this, I want to say, okay. Whenever you say segue, I think of Job. <laughs> on the segue, making a hard pivot and then segueing back to the banana stand um okay so back to this whole multiple month depression thingy a couple ways that i like to (laughs) to get myself out of it i like like, that you called it a thingy thingy. after calling it a multiple month depression well i don't want to go into like the sad part of it but i want to talk about getting out of it which i feel like i'm doing better at lately so i said earlier the first thing i did was I looked back on times when I remembered historically having been happy. And then I pick, picked and chose, pick and choose, picked and chose a couple of habits that I had during those times. And I said, let's try them on again. See if they feel good. So the fitness, good, right? But then the other part of it is, <clears throat> oh, no, I'm losing my voice because I'm screaming because I'm so enthusiastic and caffeinated. <laughs> You're drinking decaf coffee. But I had pre-workout and caffeinated coffee this morning. Good point. Oh, my God. He's... Ooh, that's good. <laughs> ...sealing my drink. So the other part of it is look at where your comfort zone is and see how much of your comfort zone is actually serving you. Me, I've always identified as a homebody. And then at some point I had to say, I had to ask myself, am I a homebody because it's in my best interest or my homebody because I'm complacent and I'm being a little lazy, I guess. And I'm a bit in a rut and I'm so sad that I can't really force myself to go outside. And it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? Like there's nothing wrong with enjoying your time at home. And I do, but I enjoy it more when I force, I don't like to use the word force. When I challenge myself to get out of that comfort zone. So, for me, it just started by going on a walk every day, 
that little thing, just spending more time in the sun, getting in the steps, not being in my little cave. Our house is kind of dark. Well, yeah, fucking just keeps uh, <laughs> keeps happening. If you're familiar with all the places we've lived, yeah, we lived in a huge, beautiful, open house in the middle of San Diego, and it was still somehow dark. Yeah, just only us apparently, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna need to go full Billy Joel and buy a glass house at some point. Mm-hmm. Only way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I remember at the beginning of, sorry, not the beginning, last last episode we did a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, we talked about seeing our friends from Boulder and you talked about leaving the house. Yes. And how revolutionary it was for right. this reason. But like before we were planning, so we had made those plans, right? And then it was the day of and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to go. Like, I just don't want to go. I want to stay here. I want to do work. And I was really grumpy. And then we went and we spent time in the sun and we talked to other people because other people exist. It's not just you in your tiny world, Sarah. Um, and then I felt so good. And I was like, holy shit, like I should challenge myself to do things like this more. And then again, I looked back and I was like, oh, I love traveling because I'm out of my comfort zone. I don't have all of my... Uh, I like my things. I like my things, but sometimes it's nice to be free of them, yeah? Something we say about Sarah, and now we both say this, so <laughs> I am i don't use this word derogatorily towards Sarah. She said it herself. But what we say about Sarah is the bitch loves novelty. I do. <laughs> so we've. this is like a thing we say in our relationship about Sarah. So don't call me out on it, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's true. Yes. Like we love being at home and whatnot, but you really do. You love new things. Venus and Gemini. And, and people, new experiences. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we were in Costa Rica a few years ago, you look back on that and oh, it makes me weep how happy I was then. I mean, we were we were walking around. It was hot. We were sweaty. We didn't have any transportation. We got an Airbnb that was like, super cheap. Yeah. That was cheap, but and it was far from where everyone else that was a part of the, this wedding we were attending was staying downtown. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Yeah. It's very small. But, you know, it, like we had to walk 20 minutes to get to where everyone else was staying for right. the week, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, th- like while it was happening, we were like, oh, I was never hot. like that. I, I was, was thriving the whole time. Right. But then looking back on it, it's like, wow, that, that, that's the first and last time we'll ever do that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we look back at our life or we examine our life now and we're like, we do the exact same thing every day. But a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And, oh, you were, were just eating, like, beans and rice and, like, salsa every day. Yeah. Super cheap meals. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about how much money we were spending. It was just, like, the experience. It was putting ourselves in a situation we wouldn't normally be in. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really makes your... Mm-hmm. Well, you, you've mentioned what Rhett and Link have talked about on Ear Biscuits before, uh, mm-hmm. which is... Well, you can you explain No, it. you go ahead. I feel Me? like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> we're both talking a lot. It's been 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he basically, Rhett, I think it was Rhett who was talking about it, basically said the reason, I'm going to butcher it now, the reason life feels shorter as you get older is because you start having less novel experiences, Mm -hmm. less new experiences. Right. So at the beginning of your life, basically just as you get older from the moment you're born, time goes by more quickly because you're having less new experiences right so when you're a kid you do a lot of things for the first time like a lot up Mm -hmm. until you're a teenager yes like everything's new but then as you as you get older and older you start settling into your routine yeah yeah and you just do less new things Mm -hmm. and it makes time go by more quickly right or you know you perceive it more quickly right and that's something that from a what is life dude perspective has always freaked me out and made me really sad (laughs) so i i decided you know and and then i would always think about how much i always i've talked about this i look back on 2017 and it just feels like this golden point in my life because so much was changing and like falling in love is such a like it's something that happens so rarely in life right and you're like, how do I get back to that? And it's because when you're like falling in love and you're dating, you're willing to take more risks. You're trying to make yourself the best version of you. 
you're going right like I visited Colorado and we went to a baseball game and we went to the batting cages and just all sorts of things and then I feel like in relationships like unless you're making a conscious effort to keep doing new things together sometimes you just settle into your cozy little routine which is nothing against that but you know yeah I mean that's why for you listening or watching Mm -hmm. most of you are probably thinking oh yeah I've had conversations like that with my friends where we're like hmm the years just keep flying by now yeah. i mean like even if you're our age like in your late 20s yeah. right or early 30s yeah <laughs> <laughs> honey <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> right that's another I, thing oh, yeah, since our last episode i turned 30 mm-hmm. i have stayed 26 well this is the there's a rare there's like four months three yeah just over three months or we're four years or apart. four years apart yeah mm. it makes it, it makes it the gap seem much bigger yeah right Anyway, so yeah, that's definitely a thing. I know I've talked to my friends about it. We're like, yeah, yeah. time just keeps flying on by. Mm-hmm. And it will the more and more you, you know, keep it, keep your life the same on a day-to-day basis. Right. And I think about that and it scares me and terrifies me and makes me sad. And then at some point I was like, wait, like I can do all the things that I was doing that made my life seem so interesting and made time feel so expansive. Mm-hmm. But it, you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. So in the past couple of weeks, right, we we planned like a little trip into Denver. Mm-hmm. Eric saw a baseball oh, yeah. game with friends. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Just for great. a quick sec. Right. So last time we did the <laughs> podcast, we talked about how I bought tickets to the Friday night game. Uh, the Mets were playing the Rockies. It was very cold. It snowed. The game got canceled. And they said, okay, instead of playing on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're going to play two games on Saturday and one game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I texted the three friends I was going with because I was bringing three of my buddies. Well, I'm not bringing them. They paid me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah was going to come down with me. I was going to drop her in a hotel. She was going to have a nice relaxing night by herself. And I did. <laughs> and she did. But what happened was what actually ended up happening was so much better than the original plan. Mm-hmm. So at first I freaked out because I was like, I got to change the hotel. I have to, the, just the way baseball doubleheaders work, you can't, you, you have to basically get a refund for your tickets and buy new tickets to the next game. Sure. So I put in a refund request. I asked my friends and I bought tickets to the Saturday games. Basically, I bought tickets to one game for Saturday and they said, well, you can go to both. So... I was like, okay, well, there are two games now. But one of our friends, Robbie, couldn't come. So I was like, okay, well, someone's got to come with us. And then I remembered that one of my close childhood friends, who I haven't seen in literally in years, happened to be driving from New York to Utah and driving through Denver the night that the game was happening. And we used to watch the Mets together all the time when I lived at home. So just freak accident, freak timing. Like what happened with your sister and our, our road trip to Colorado. Right. Yeah. So we ended up crossing paths. He was in Denver for the night. He came to the game with us. Sarah stayed in the hotel. We ended up going to the first game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We all left the stadium. We went and got ramen at a restaurant. Sarah walked from the hotel, met us there. <laughs> we all had ramen together. Sarah walked back. Me and my buddies went back for the second game. Watched two and a half more hours of baseball, went to the hotel, and Sarah and I had a nice night. And ate a lot of junk food. <laughs> ate a lot of junk food. We had food. cupcakes and these vegan chocolate wafers that are kind of like Kit Kats, but d- just delicious, you know, and some jerky, you know, <laughs> details. <laughs> and then the next day, we woke up, and the 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 concierge, mm-hmm. was that the per- is that the person at the hotel? Yes. Yeah. They basically said, yeah, you can leave your car parked in the lot until the end of the day, basically. Like, you have parking for the whole day. Even though we had checked out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So we went and we walked like a mile to... In the sun. In the sun. Well, that's the other thing. Friday and Saturday were both cold, kind of shitty days. And then Sunday was supposed to be a beautiful, warm day. And it was. So we walked like a mile to this vegan restaurant. We got brunch. And while we were there... I was like, well, it's a pretty nice day. Uh, the Mets do play at one o'clock and it was like 1130. Right. And Sarah was like, I knew you were going to want to go to the Sunday game. Do you want to go? And I was like, maybe. So we were sitting at brunch and I pulled out my phone and bought like the cheapest tickets I could find. 
we <laughs> we went to the Sunday game in mm-hmm. the sun. It was nice. We drove home. Everything was great. Right. So basically, the plan originally was, just to recap, the original plan was go down to Denver on Friday. Sarah goes to the hotel. I go with my friends and sit and see one game. In the It was supposed to be 30 degrees. So we're all going to be freezing, but it'll be worth it. We get to see a baseball game. What ended up happening was... I got to see a friend. I got to spend basically a whole day with one of my close friends who I haven't seen in a long time. We saw two baseball games, and then Sarah and I saw the third game (laughs) the next day. Mm -hmm. It was just like everything was better than it would have been originally. Right. And uh, that's it. That's the story. Yeah. And I mean, it's very uncharacteristic of us, I think, to make kind of spontaneous plans Mm -hmm. because we get stressed out when we're not at home and we're not, you know, working or whatever. And it's just, it was just... A great experience. It was. I got so many steps in. I was just walking around. I walked to Whole Foods when they were still at the game on Saturday night. And I don't know. Just another one of those experiences like I think I talked about in the last episode, which is like just to remind yourself that we're in a world of other humans and everyone is the main character of their life. And your problems aren't oftentimes. Sometimes they are. They're not always as big as you make them out to be. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was the first. Wasn't there a second a second event, a second thing you wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Or were we just going to talk about the summer trip? Oh, I mean, we also went climbing. Oh, we did go climbing. Right. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, one of our friends who used to live in Colorado Springs. She was coming to pick up her car to bring it back to her new place in, mm-hmm. in Ohio. Yeah. So she was like, can we hang out? And we were like, sure. Uh, so we went and got food we went and got drinkies which we never do like literally i don't remember the last time we went out and paid for a drink yeah it's it's really nice that like people are getting vaccinated and stuff Mm -hmm. and we can like go places right i mean we still have to distance yeah you have to wear a mask unless you're at your seat whatever uh but it's just nice that it's like kind of a little more normal and i feel a little more safe right less like i'm gonna die right Right. (laughs) which is pretty cool we're actually getting our second doses tomorrow Mm -hmm. so we're recording this and then we're going to take the plunge tomorrow and hope we don't feel like absolute garbage on thursday Mm -hmm. which we're fully prepared to fully prepared to feel like shit on thursday (laughs) right which is good it's like it could kind of be a day off you know yeah but anyway we saw her and we got pizza and we uh the Mets played a terrible game that night, <laughs> but I, I was determined to find a place where a we can sit. <laughs> yeah, we I just wanted to sit somewhere with Sarah and our friend and like we can all chat and just have just have the Mets on in the background. But we live in Colorado and the Mets don't they're not on TV in Colorado. Right. So you have to find a place that has like the MOB package that shows every game, <laughs> right? So we went like bar to bar trying to find a place and we finally found a place and they lost by like 16 or something. It was oh my God. absolutely awful. <laughs> uh, it was not worth it at all. We got the same lift driver twice. Yeah. That was funny. And then the next day we went to a climbing gym. On your birthday. Again, like kind of on a whim. We weren't planning to do that. Mm-hmm. And listen, we hadn't, we were climbing in 2018, right? For a couple months there. And then you stopped, you you canceled your membership, and then I didn't like going alone, so I canceled mine. Mm-hmm. And now we kind of, after our experience climbing with our friend the other day, kind of want to start doing it regularly. So it's it's a little too pricey to have a gym membership at our normal gym and a monthly membership. Yeah. Well, the monthly membership at the climbing gym is twice as expensive. Yeah. Right. So we'd essentially be paying three times what we're paying now. Right. So they have like a Thursday deal. It's like half off for a day pass. So like maybe every other week we'll just go climbing. Yeah. And it's just a little thing that we're excited to do again. And it was a lot of fun the first time. And it was like very empty compared Mm -hmm. to our old bouldering gym in Boulder, Boulder. (laughs) (laughs) which was so full. Yeah. Constantly. And I was sore for days after. My mm-hmm. forearms and my app, like really everything on my body was in excruciating pain for days after. I'm like, oh my God. Your feet from being cramped to the shoes. That was that was, that was mostly you. That was mostly me. <laughs> my tootsies hurt. Um, <laughs> your fingers hurt and they get like shredded up. Yeah. And it was like a whole, we're like, wow, I forgot about how hard this is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the other, th- that was the other experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. Summer trip? Sure. Okay. We're going to New York this summer. We're going in July. We are going to see... Well, why are we going? We're going because we want to see the family, but the family is also having an event at the end of July. There are like a few things happening in the same week. Two of my sisters, one of them just had a baby. The other one's having a baby. So by the time July comes around, we'll have two multi-month-old children <laughs> in the in the family. So people are going to come, and we're going to meet the babies, and we're going to hang out. We haven't seen my family in a long, long time. Since 2019. Yeah, we mm. saw my dad in 2020 in February, right before the shit went down. And that was the last time we've seen anyone outside of my Colorado family. Mm, your sister. Oh, yeah, we, we, yeah. So it'll have been two years since we saw everyone together. Together. Together is really the point, yeah. Yeah. So we're going there. It's my stepmom's birthday the same week. It's my sister Lauren's birthday the same week. <laughs> my birthday's the next week. Feisty Leo energy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Three out of the seven of us in my family are Leos. Mm -hmm. That's caused some Spicy. problems. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing that. But I was thinking, I don't know. I just kept thinking about upstate New York where I went to college. And I was like, I wonder, I keep telling Sarah, I want to take you to Ithaca. I want to mm. take you to Ithaca. And no, I did not go to Cornell. If you're listening and you know anything about Ithaca, I went to Ithaca College. <laughs> not Cornell. Not Cornell. Oh. Sorry, mom and dad. They don't <laughs> care at all. I'm a musician, not a scholar. So we were like, what if we can combine the trips? How, how would we be able to do that? So basically where my family lives on Long Island, it's like five hours from where I went to school. So we're basically going to fly in borrow my dad's car <laughs> go up to ithaca for a few nights drive back lots then, of outdoorsy stuff there yeah and then see the whole family for that week so we'll have like half half of it's alone time the other half of it is stressful slash fun family time right not stressful for any particular <laughs> reason just because being you know family what happens. Is, is overwhelming sometimes you yeah. know when you're used to having your own space you yes. know how it be Mm -hmm. I'm just so there's so many cool things to do up there and places to eat and things to explore yeah. and waterfalls to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm just very, very excited. I'm also excited to just fucking do something. Yeah. Like to go somewhere else. I love to have things to look forward to. So when we talk about including more novel experiences to make time feel more expansive um, and just feel a little bit more alive for me personally, I feel like to some degree scheduling that in like okay now we're gonna go do something out of our comfort zone can be helpful so it's nice for us to be like oh maybe every other thursday we're gonna go to the climbing gym and then on the on the thursdays we're not there maybe we'll try to go on a new hike you know and then i'm like oh we should go start si sitting at breweries that have outdoor seating this summer which we never used to want to spend money on before but sometimes we've realized it's nice to spend money on experiences because sometimes just being out of your little comfort zone especially when you're used to working at home all day kind of sparks your creativity again i think and it's funny how we're like we're like dissecting and planning things <laughs> that just come naturally to so many people right people who are just like i go to a brewery every day mm -hmm. and we're like when ooh, would that be fun <laughs> Ooh, do people like doing this brewery thing i'm like looking at all the menus and like on google photos or the like google reviews mm -hmm. looking at photos do yeah. we want to sit here what <laughs> would, seat am i gonna sit at actually this, though <laughs> if that seat's taken do we leave <laughs> is right. it even worth it to find another seat mm -hmm. yeah so that should be fun mm -hmm. all these just like planning these little little novel experiences yes yeah what else do we want to talk about oh my god are we done are we? Was that the whole thing? Mm. You say something. Let me look at my list. Oh. Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's <laughs> trying to convince Sarah to buy the Little Martin with me is oh on my, my list. God. There's this very small travel guitar I want, which I really do not need. But you for really some reason, don't need it. For some reason, thinking about going upstate New York and having this little Airbnb with a porch mm -hmm. and like nice shrubbery around. I'm like, I want to like play music. Sarah reminded me that Every time we've brought an acoustic guitar somewhere, <laughs> like every time we've traveled with an acoustic guitar, we never use it. 
Yeah. But I'm like, things are different now. We're making music. We have a song. <laughs> we have a song recorded. Mm-hmm. So who knows what will happen? Right. Who knows? That was on the list. We shan't talk about it, that any further. Um, that's kind of all I have. I have helping Sarah with her email. Oh. That's yeah, like, we can talk about that that's briefly. That's like the only other thing. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you guys may be clued in on the saga where I've just tried to find a way to make my online work feel good and not overwhelming because... As I mentioned before, I get overwhelmed by things very easily and then I shut down and then I don't accomplish anything and then I beat myself up about it. it. It's a spiral. I get a lot of anxiety about answering emails or really any form of written communication, uh, staying caught up with DMs, answering texts, texts. etc. Sarah is one of those like has 200 text notifications at any given time, people. <laughs> yes. So, you know... In, in a perfect world, we are all identifying our weaknesses and overcoming them. Sometimes it's just not that straightforward. So, you know, while I aspire to be a person who promptly responds to all form of correspondence, you know, in the meantime, I just gave Eric access to my business email. And you took like two hours to just email all the people you have... Um reoccurring correspondence with Mm -hmm. and said uh hi sorry uh email this person instead and that person is me yes so i hate sending invoices for example which is weird because who doesn't enjoy getting paid for some reason it just it stirs up some of my weird Mm. guilt shame yeah i don't like asking for money i don't like negotiating for more money i love doing both of those things especially for Especially when it's for somebody else being you, because I can like see the work you put in and it, (laughs) you you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm like, oh yeah, you worked your ass off on that. Get your money. Mm -hmm. So basically it's like, I, I think this morning Mm -hmm. between today and yesterday, I sent invoices to three different brands you had worked with Mm -hmm. over however many months, whatever. And it's just something that would have taken Sarah a long time to do and people would follow up. Hey, invoice, invoice, invoice. And Sarah's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> well, it's more like, it's ah! Right. I didn't want to like, I didn't Screams. want to, right. I didn't want to, you know, say anything you didn't want to talk about. Yeah. But Sarah just doesn't like doing that. So I'm kind of like, here's an invoice, here's an invoice, here's an invoice. Give her that money. Right. It's really been working out. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, this is probably like another episode, but as far as being in a relationship, any kind of relationship and kind of carving out which responsibilities go with which person, sometimes it's just easier to have the person that is not freaked out about something. It's easier to have them do it. Right. Like it makes more sense to have me like, and it doesn't have to be like a one for one kind of. So for example, like you help me with my work. I don't have to help you with your work. I can just help you in some other way. So it's like, yeah, while you're um, doing a Zoom lesson with one of your students, I'm going to make dinner, right? And it all balances out because when everyone's doing the thing that they're naturally good at and which doesn't, which comes easily to them and doesn't stress them out and maybe even makes them feel good and empowered, then it just, things work better. Or sometimes like yesterday, last night, Mm-hmm. I'll have my Zoom lesson and you'll watch YouTube and then we'll go to Taco Bell when I'm done with my lesson. Right. Like we mutually agreed upon before I started my lesson. Yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that was fun. But I mean, that that's another thing we can touch on real quick is I, I have been doing these music production lessons. I have a few students now that are regular, but I have this one student who he like wrote this song on GarageBand and like on his iPad when he used to fly before the pandemic and he had all this like uh like these garage band fake instruments playing everything mm-hmm. and then we started working together and we've basically just been like rebuilding this song from the ground up using like real bass and real guitars and all these things microphones and whatnot and I'm teaching him all these techniques and tricks and then he's like oh I'm not really a singer but here are these lyrics here is how I want it to be sung so then I recorded the vocals for him and I sent it back and now we've been working on mixing the vocals and we're just like really making this song from the ground up together. And it's really cool for me, like baseline, it's really cool for me, but he's so stoked 
mm-hmm. and it's the first time he's like putting together a song that he's going to then put on Spotify and I'm such a big part of it and I mean it's not about the money but the fact that it's also my job is mm-hmm. so so cool it's like it's just like the coolest thing ever I'm like I'm helping this guy live out his dream and I'm working on it and I'm teaching him stuff and I'm performing on it mm-hmm. and we're doing it together and it's yeah. yeah it's just it's really cool i'm i am very happy for you and eric comes out of his little studio after a lesson and he's super excited and, and sweaty because yeah. i get all like i mean like right now you can see how red my face is like every time i do something like this where mm-hmm. i'm like performing yeah. in a way or thinking a lot and having to speak mm-hmm. i get really hot mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm really sweaty right now yeah so yeah it's just been a really cool experience and I have other students who I do different things with, and it's just all very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it goes along perfectly with you and I making music because just by like teaching people stuff, I'm reminded of how I can do the best work mm-hmm. for our music. And it's just working. The more I work with music outside of Cute Threat, yeah, I feel like the better I am at being in Cute Threat. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. been it's been great. Makes sense. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Um. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. I feel like we covered covered everything. Any goals for the for the month of May? Oof, any goals? I mean, I just really I don't think there's anything new. Yeah. I just want to stay strong on all of these things we're already doing. Yeah. I want to keep the nutrition in check. I want to keep the fitness in check. Um I want to keep going with these new experiences, trying new things, doing new things together and making more songs really Mm -hmm. because like recording covers for youtube is cool and we should keep doing some every now and then but the fact that we basically (laughs) have our first original song kind of almost done Mm -hmm. i'm like more of that please Mm -hmm. yeah what about you i'm right there with you mostly sorry (laughs) i I do really want to get very strong again because i just every time i think about being happy in the past I feel like fitness was right up there mm-hmm. at, at the top of my list of priorities. And it just changes your brain a lot, you know? And we can also re- re- relate it to our music aspirations. Mm-hmm. Because when we're eventually on stage performing, we want to be fit. Like we want to be able to perform right. well and not get tired and out of breath and mm-hmm. like jump around and run around and like feel strong yeah and you know obviously if, we, if we're going to be on stage we want to feel confident mm-hmm. and if we are fit we'll feel confident and it'll be better to be on stage and even just singing is a very physical thing mm-hmm. you know oh yeah i've definitely benefited from sweating and improving my respiratory health mm-hmm. in the gym mm-hmm. hell yeah yeah everything's connected sure is mm-hmm. all right well Thank you so much for watching mm-hmm. or listening to this month's episode of yes. What Is Life, Dude. Mm-hmm. We will talk to you next month with, I I can't even imagine what we're going to talk about. <laughs> right? right. It's going to be good. Who, know, who knows? Yeah. It's going to be good. Hopefully a couple more hikes under our belts, mm-hmm. collective belt. Hopefully we've been to a couple of breweries and a mm-hmm. couple of adventures. Yeah. I think we're going to go... I mean, depending on how we feel post-vaccine dose two, mm-hmm. we're going to drive down to Boulder and spend some time outside at the park. And... On Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully after two days, yeah. we'll not feel so... Hopefully we don't feel anything at all. But from <laughs> right. what I've heard from most people, you kind of feel like you have the flu the next day. My mom said it took her a couple of days to feel yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully I can recover faster than your mom, <laughs> <laughs> given my age. Right. But let's let's see what happens. Yes. All right. Without further ado, let's send it over and close it out with our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash what is life, dude, and click on the support button. 
And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Reem, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton.